are so happy you're here tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. In this podcast, we dive deeper into chapel topics while having real conversations. Enjoy this week's recap. Hello and welcome to the Post Chapel Podcast here on the campus of Kentucky Wesleyan College. We are recording from the Coolio Studio that is uh, is our, our home each week when we record um, after the chapel service that we have. We are thankful for the opportunity to be able to share with you uh, whenever you are listening. Uh, we had chapel yesterday, so it is it is rainy and early this morning uh, at eight o'clock. And we have uh, our producer, Wish Reed, who is uh, taking care of us today. She's also going to be in on the podcast. And I'd like uh, to, uh, for her, just introduce herself real quick. And then we have uh, Tracy and Logan, who are also joining me in studio uh, for this uh, for this podcast recording. And we want to thank you for joining us this morning. We've prayed for you, uh, and we have, uh, have prayed for the podcast, and we hope and pray that it uh, is a blessing to you. So get to know who you're listening to. Uh, Wish, share with them who you are and where you're from and what you got going on real quick. Hello, my name is Wish Reed, my last name included. Um, I'm a junior history and political science double major here at Kentucky Wesleyan College. I'm also minoring in music, and I am from the Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm. As you should be. Las Vegas, New Mexico. (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) Oh, Tracy. Hey, my name is Tracy McGee. I am from TCU, the Christian University, and I am a graduate with my BA, my born again um, degree. Um, I'm very involved campus, a very involved person on campus, but I just want y'all to know that I love the Lord this morning and search me up online to find out everything else I'm involved in. Praise God. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? This is Logan Reed. A little bit different relation to Wish Reed, that is. Uh, I'm also from the Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm a com arts major here at Kentucky Wesleyan College. And with Campus Ministries, I'm involved on the administrative tech side, uh, soon to be possibly a different position come this next semester. So, yeah, I'm, praise God. Happy to be here. Woo-hoo! We have present with me. I was born in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Uh, grew up in uh, near Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I'm sitting with three students from Hallelujah. from Nevada. Send us back, and uh, I, I I feel uh, send us back, send us back. No, no, they can't. Oh, I'll, I'll go in a second. I'll go in a second. <laughs> Praise him. Yeah, yeah. I won't stay long, but I'll I'll go. We'll, we'll take no, you to we'll, church with we'll us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll find a church. Works for me. Lost Jesus. Lost Jesus. Lost Jesus. Glory so, to God. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it is. Uh, it is an honor to be able to to share uh, from our service yesterday, and I I don't want to I don't want to take too much from you going back and potentially uh, watching uh, and listening to the service. I encourage you to do so. Uh, it is posted on our website at www.kwc.edu, and then you go to Campus Ministries, uh, just one click off of our page, and you'll be able to find the the video and. And, uh, and our podcast, um, and Reverend Randolph, uh, oh, Reverend Rondolin Randolph, who is the who is the pastor at Pleasant Point Baptist Church here in Owensboro, she was our um, she was our speaker at chapel this week, and we were so thankful to be able to have her. Um, it was uh, this was our second annual 
having the gospel at Wesleyan and uh, in February, which is Black History Month. And we were thankful to have uh, Tracy and Keyshawn who who came and, and led us in music worship. And uh, we, we want to thank them for that. Uh, uh, I, I came away sing, singing on the way home. Uh, it, it was it was a blessing. Um, but Reverend Randolph's topic was uh, how to live holy like Jesus, and uh, she she summed it up with a subtitle, and we, we can live holy like Jesus because it's about our choices to live holy like Jesus. Indeed. And uh, so uh, I'm excited to just open it up for you all, just, just first impressions uh, of what uh, Reverend Randolph had to share yesterday, and then we'll get into specifics uh, as we go. Anybody want to start? I'll say first off, she's an amazing public speaker. So she's a reverend or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just the impression that I got from uh, sitting all the way up in the balcony behind the computer screen, like I do, because I have to, you know, do all the tech stuff. Uh, she, I could just feel her spirit and her presence Absolutely. even all the way the all the way up there, and mm-hmm. her message really impacted me and really showed me that you know it is all about the choices that we make rather than mm-hmm. focusing on what we would lose, right. focus rather on what we would gain out of any situation that we are in. And that is a whole mindset that some people just, they can't quite grasp and it's life changing and persevering. And it's something that greatly should be appreciated. Absolutely. Um, from, from my point of view, just listening overall, I was just very grateful for, for, for myself. I was grateful for Wish Reed and Keyshawn because this was our second annual Gospel at Wesleyan. Um, so this is our second time having a Black History Chapel um, at, under the Gospel at Wesleyan title. Um, and it just, it, it was a blessing to, to hear how she talked about, even in her message, I felt like she she really centered around like everything that we've been doing on campus regarding Black History and just the major changes that we're trying to create on campus. Um, so it was a huge encouragement to see that, you know, this is something that we're doing for the second time. Um, and she preached like a madhouse. She was so powerful. She took her time, um, and it, it was a it was it was a great needed message. Um, and she she left us with weight. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love to be left with weight. She asked us a question, and she left it right at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often we get caught up in the riffraff of stuff. But she was just she gave us good word, <laughs> mm-hmm. good word, and mm-hmm. she, and she left us with the question: Are you willing to make a choice? And what type of seeds are you sowing? Mm-hmm. Um, so she was phenomenal. But I'm just so grateful for my close friend Wish, uh, my sister rather, and my close friend Keyshawn. Um, for making this happen. We're excited about the next one. Yes, and even going back to it being the second annual gospel at Wesleyan, I'm just so, I feel like we're so blessed to have that experience, even thinking about it's this being a part two to the mm-hmm. first gospel at Wesleyan, mm-hmm. um, where Tracy preached about being um, formed and forged in fire. Yep. And, and that was truly the best part too, because it's not just being that, but it is our responsibility to make that our responsibility right. to make that a priority in our life. Um, and Reverend Randolph also, I, we were deeply blessed by being honored uh, with Kentucky Wesleyan College holding the proclamation yeah. for this being Black History Month yeah. um, here in Owensboro. And yeah. I, I think that is that truly started the service off yeah. with such a high note that mm-hmm. I didn't think I was like, well, I knew we, it was going to get Jesus up there. Yeah. So I was like, how, how are we going to top that? I was like, that was yeah. awesome. And I feel yeah. so blessed by that. Yeah. And then yeah. she just hit us with the word. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Boom. I had to stop with the tears because yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. fantastic. It was just, amazing. just to touch on a little bit more about what wish just brought up. It was, it was a, to me, a, a humbling 
and encouraging way to start the service mm-hmm. for for her on behalf of Reverend Lewis, her father, mm-hmm. to be able to bring the proclamation from the mayor in the city of Owensboro regarding Black History Month, and for us to be able to, you know, we were given a copy of it, and it's usually housed at an institution, a group, uh, organization, a business somewhere uh, where th- that that entity, that group of people, have been making efforts to uh, to address social justice issues to support uh, not only Black History Month, but just um, people of color in general and uh, to be able to to be a leader in those areas and for, for them to recognize the college and the efforts that those here who uh, have been working hard to to make uh, to make things the way that they should be, the way God created them to be, and that for all people to have value and opportunity and blessing and to be treated treated like the creations uh, of God that we are, um, was was a was a powerful thing, and that was we want we want to thank. Well, I want to take the time to thank everyone, um, not only the individuals sitting here, but members of the Black Student Union, our, our new NAACP chapter, uh, Andrea Denise Bolden, and and others in the college who have uh, and we could name many many people who have who have tried to make a difference and uh, you know we, we're all a work in progress and so is so is Kentucky Wesleyan College and in, in trying to be better for for everyone and so we, we very much are at honor the opportunity to hold that proclamation uh, given to us from the NAACP. Um, so with with what we've all shared about the impact, I want to go ahead and, and read the scripture uh, that uh, Reverend Randolph shared with us, and then we'll, we'll kind of pull off of there, because I, I felt like she did an amazing job of just building that message from the she beginning regarding planning, you know, the gospel at Wesleyan, the honoring Black History Month, for us to be able to start out with her sharing from from a quote from Dr. King about turning adversity and injustice not into bitterness, but to using it as a force for good, uh, for for planning that, giving us a little a little backstory on Black History Month starting out as Negro Christian Week, mm-hmm. uh, and then building from there, and then every everything should be rooted. In the word, and she did that by by talking Excellent about uh, Jacob um, and him wrestling with God, and a little history on Jacob. So I'm going to read uh, the the text that she shared, and then we'll we'll go from there. Genesis 32, verses 22 through 29. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jacob. <sighs> After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he was wrestling with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. Um, may God bless the reading of his word. Um, so she, uh, 
she started out talking about the definition of resilient um, and then worked her way through resiliency, loss aversion, pushing through, making decisions, fear over faith, uh, faith over fear, and then into how that applied in this story in the text uh, of Jacob. So what what were your, some of your all's takeaways uh, from yesterday regarding that? Um, I, she was, she's truly anointed because <laughs> thinking that, thinking about everything that she, she's been going through since January. Um, the fact that she gave a message like that with, without any, any difficulty at all was just pure holiness and pure, um, uh, pure spirit drivenness. Um, so her, her definition for resilience, um, was the capacity to recover quickly from difficulty, from difficulties or toughness. Um, and that really strong, that strong tied with me, how she was wrapping that up within her message, because oftentimes we, we get so caught with like, once something happens, we get so caught up in the moment of it that we don't bounce back. Um, so that convicted me cause I'm often, I'm, I like to sit in, in what, in what I go through. Sometimes I want to analyze it. Um, but that sometimes that prevents us from being resilient. Um, and I love how she just, how she was ex- just explaining how like fear can paralyze you, mm-hmm. but faith can provide wellness and, and when well-being, like she was just really just, just deep in everything that she was saying and it encouraged me in, in like many, many ways. Um, and her message to me was really just, it, it really, and it, it resonated with me with, with what I gave concerning last February about allowing the heat to refine you. And then just knowing that you have to push through the desire to stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. So even when God mm-hmm. does refine you and make you whole again mm-hmm. and you, and you continue to go through and grow, you, you can't be complacent because you have, there's a choice that you need to make in order for you to, to keep going or to stay. So it, it was just, it was just phenomenal on how she was really encouraging us that it's all about the choice we make and we can't be stagnant. You, you just said a key phrase that she used several times to put, push through the fear, mm-hmm. push through the, the natural inclination to be mm-hmm. comfortable where you are. And Logan, do you have anything? Oh, again, I was going back to talking about uh, that. She had the definition for loss aversion on the screen yes. at one point, and it just like, that one really stuck out to me as well because then it goes back to what I was talking about earlier with the whole mindset of rather than focusing on what you're going to lose and mm-hmm. which a lot of people do focus yes. on. And, and, you know, there's some, some merit to that because sometimes you lose something you don't really want to lose, but at the same sure. time, what are you going to gain out of it? Mm-hmm. What something that you are not aware of that mm-hmm. God has in store for you mm-hmm. that you're going to gain. That's either, that's a positive that you didn't even know you needed. Mm-hmm. Right. It's right. going, going about with that mindset of, well, there are things that God has in store for me that I do not know. Mm-hmm. And I may be in a really, you know, not great situation right now, but what could I gain after this that God has in store for me? And it's mm-hmm. that really impacted me because I, I go to the day to day of, and I, I fall into the same rut. You know, I go, sure. what am I going to lose out of this? You know, what are uh, what's going to be the fallout so on and so forth but I never I, it takes me a while to stop and consider but wait what are the po- I always try to look for the silver lining and things yeah. so what are the things God has meant for me to see in the positive light out of this negative situation that I'm in and so it just and I don't even know that she's been dealing with you know some hard times and whatnot she seemed on the ball she seemed yeah. ready to go yeah. just, Reverend Randolph just seemed you know yeah. tuned to yeah. like 11 with yeah. this with the yeah. spirit she and it was this, amazing she said that's the first that's her first sharing since uh the beginning of the year that she'd been you know she'd been dealing with some health related things mm-hmm. and we were we were blessed that she was able to make us her 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 first start back oh my gosh and, it, where, it, and weren't we blessed oh yes. seriously yeah, talk, it was talk amazing. about it I'm like, just replay the just replay her message on the podcast I would love to. yeah just yeah. let's play the uh, yeah. i, I pull, just pull a clip from the youtube Wish, what, do you, what do you on there based on what we just talked about you you have anything to add yeah that um just going back to the fear the loss aversion and then uh, she would go into fear can 
do this to you, but mm-hmm. faith will bring you into this. That was very impactful. And well. she, I, I bet Sean, uh, did you write some of those? I, I, I got them. I didn't bring them all this she morning because I didn't want to talk too much because I, I, I was very excited. I was very <laughs> she, excited. Wish well, I have them, but she said, "Fear promotes lies, but faith provides healthy thinking and prevails truth." Fear stunts growth, but faith provides connection and stimulation to growth. Uh, fear creates confusion, but faith provides meaning and understanding. Yes, and then when, and that faith, uh, fear causes confusion because mm-hmm. she was just like, because you know the Lord is not a spirit of confusion. She brought right. it back to the word, and I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, correct because yeah. it's because um, we go through a lot of times like reading the word or trying to interpret the word for ourselves, but the word is very clear as it is written, mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't take things as face value or take it for what it's meant, and we're like, oh, what's what what does this mean in our life? No, what is it meaning in the situation we're calling for? So mm-hmm. as um, I was studying the Bible, uh, I think we just recently studied in my Bible group, um, Jacob and Esau, um, mm-hmm. and Sydney Rager had, I was blessed to hear Sydney Rager explain it to me because I was kind of mm-hmm. confused, but <laughs> then I heard it again yes. and I was like, got it. Yes. Um, and just oh, like, just overall, like with Jacob's name being cemented in deception and deceptive mm-hmm. in lies and yes. being put yes. with that predisposition and still overcoming that and still see and and god using him to still be mm. good because ultimately if there is this and probably this is a good thing I, I ain't got no real power but if i saw someone who continually deceived and had the name of deception and lied and um always struggled through i would probably cast him aside but god right. doesn't see that way and i thank goodness he doesn't because right. uh he sees that as an opportunity to form them into the person he knows they're going to be in mm-hmm. gives him the name israel right. um as the leader of nations and just amazing things to come and mm-hmm. you would never guess that from the beginning of his story that that would that would occur you would yeah. think maybe mm-hmm. jacob yeah. would be the enemy but right nope he's he will get us through and that's he's a, the that's right. definition of resilience see what i find interesting is i never knew before yesterday that jacob was a name of deception and i've known mm-hmm. plenty of jacobs growing up and i've never never been anything but honest to me so like i had to just <laughs> great i was like i've never known that detail and so yeah, like yeah. learning that it kind of made me start thinking about like you know the names were given and then the names we are either given to, to us or <laughs> names good. chosen for mm-hmm. us. And I was yeah. like, you know, you you run into someone, you name they're like, they like Chad or Brock or something like that. You automatically have this pre misconception about who they are as a person. Right. Mm. But with, through the work of God, they will work to surprise you. And that's for anybody. And it's just, yeah. it just something also popped to me about out that it was super beautiful. And it's funny you say that cause I'm doing a study of the minor prophets and the, the first chapter of Hosea <laughs> talks about, I, I, that's, I, I don't know what God is telling me about, but he's really been, I don't know if God trying to say, Trace, you in the Israelite season, so get delivered and get Jesus or what. But he was naming, to, to, Hosea um, was instructed by God to name his three children, different names that you would never expect. Right. Um, to be named right. um, and God was naming him these names. So the Israelites can understand that if you don't release yourself from what you're doing, um, the promise that I made you, you're not going to ever get to it because you guys aren't being obedient to, to what I'm asking. Right. Um, and one of the names was no mercy. Um, and judgments coming like just names that you would never, never, never think right. of. Um, so I, I was, I was glad that she was really in that, in that word with that, because if, when you think about Jacob and his decisions, he was very obedient um, mm-hmm. and he stood to the task. Um, and often, and every choice that he made was, it was enriched in what God was having him to do. So that, that made me, that convicted me in a way too, because I'm like, you know, what decisions am I making and what seeds are I pl- am I planting? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad she, that, that's, that's a part two on all on its own. Like what type yep. of seeds are you planting? Right. Uh, because the choices that you make aren't just, it, it doesn't just happen, but the choice 
you make, it takes root and, and it, it can it can either make something good out of it or it can make something bad. So like in, in life, you know, we have to be very con- cautious of the decisions that we make because we don't want to sow seeds of discord or sow anything that's going to be back on our name and then the blood's on our hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so as, as believers, we have to be so, 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 so um, uh, eye opened and, you know, so attentive to what we what decisions we make so that we don't have anything on our on our hand that's right. when the day comes. Right. I, th- I thought to back up a little bit to dig a little deeper into what you all just just said, I thought it was an, a, an amazing point that she made and it was it was rooted back in history mm-hmm. um both scripturally and and with with you know american history yeah. just the fact that we we were all born into circumstances that we had no control over right, right. that was mm-hmm. good and so many of us have family and parents that we didn't choose circumstances we didn't choose Mm -hmm. and a name that we didn't choose. Right. (laughs) But at some point, and she used Jacob in that situation, at some point you have to make a decision about what your name is going to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and and so, you know, he got to the point where he, I mean, he was given a name of deception. Mm. He was, he was raised with a parent that taught him and modeled for him deception. He deceived his brother. He deceived his father. I mean, he he had lived a life of deception and lies and it and you know we don't know what we don't know exactly. and and sometimes you know you look at people and go how in the world can they make those type of decisions how can they live this way well they we're all a product of how we were raised mm-hmm. but at some point you come to a point of accountability and knowledge yeah where you have to make a decision you know children don't have a lot of choices. That's why we should be protecting them. Mm-hmm. That's why parents should be taking care. Tracy and I had that conversation mm-hmm. yesterday about the, you know the the anger and that rolls yeah. up in us when yeah. someone doesn't take responsibility Absolutely. for what they're supposed to take responsibility right. for. Uh, that that's we get heated in mm-hmm. those situations. But at at this point, mm-hmm. Jacob came to a point when he was left alone and he he left in fear and he was getting ready to have to go back in fear and he had to make a decision about him and his family and what this was going to be like and that's where the resilience and the determination the toughness to persevere through things is i i don't want to be this way anymore Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm not going to let you go until you change my circumstances (laughs) and and god changed his name and changed his life yes and going and going off of that like and just being modeled um just god is our heavenly father and he models the behavior we should be following that's why he sent his son jesus because he modeled perfectly what god is trying to represent as our as our father Mm -hmm. and i think if we had that idea if we carried that idea that no matter our circumstance we still have a role model and a and a parental figure who is looking out for us and modeling the behavior and choices we should be striving towards to love others and love unconditionally and to serve one another we would be all good mm-hmm. but we have mm-hmm. to go through those circumstances to be resilient yeah. in that mm-hmm. fact and to have that faith to be able to lean in mm-hmm. into that idea right. she just she just did every turn <laughs> continued to say hey this is a choice yeah this is a choice in all of these circumstances it is a choice jacob had a choice yes he did 
and we have a choice. And I loved when she, she talked about the quote from Dr. King and she said, you know, look like in the context of his quote, he was being interviewed and all of these things, you know, his house had been bombed twice. 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 You know, he can, he continued to receive death threats and he continued to be arrested, you know, on things that were bogus. You know, he was continually persecuted. And that's something you'd think to bring up. You'd be like, Oh my God. Yes. And And so, you know, like how many people do we talk to that? It's just, I mean, all they want to talk about is how poor pitiful me and what's going on and all of that. But he never talked about, that he mm. just said you're either going to take this stuff and you're going to be bitter in it mm. or you're going to take it and use it a force to change for good and i i just thought scripturally and it was just it was a it was a well a, a well worded word for us and you know the decisions that we all have to make uh it was just loud and clear she said you know what what i don't live in segregation anymore what am I complaining about? It's, it's I'm supposed to be moving forward and, and being a catalyst for change. And she is right. a catalyst for change. Absolutely. And, and even when it's hard, like uh, any of us could say like life is life is hard. No matter <laughs> yeah. no matter the the lack of or or with the predispositions, like yes. even the world could put on us. Yes. Um, and yes. living in a, a sinful world like it's hard out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. it's good that we could all like. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. it is a choice to either live in your circumstance or to mm-hmm. get through them and mm-hmm. live through them and right. and look, lead by example. Right. As a husk, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Just I was just about to jump back to what she was saying, like because life is hard on its own, but trying to live like Jesus is a whole nother realm. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> when when you try to live like God, you not only make the people around you upset, but you allow the the, the enemy gets mad. Um, because what that does to the devil, that's one less soul for him to have. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try and use every one of his imps, every one of his critic, his critics, and, and he's going to do everything he can to destroy the blueprint that God has for you. Um, but it, it is our job to have faith um, and stay stay consistent in our faith and allow the faith to sustain us through um, adversity and through pain. Mm-hmm. So I really loved how mm-hmm. she said, you know, this walk is not going to be easy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, living like Jesus is not going to be easy. Living holy is not going to be easy because the God got the, the enemy wants to do the complete opposite of that but it's it's important that we have the faith um to 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 allow it to activate our spirits and to keep us pushing even in the seasons when you don't feel like pushing Mm -hmm. and that resonates hard with me even with our college um and with different things that are taking place on our campus it is so important that we are 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 enriched in faith so that everything every decision we make is not made carnally but it's made out of the will and the spirit to glorify god yes um and when we have that mindset which we all do the enemy gets mad. <laughs> so he causes as much as he can, he causes disruption in everything you're doing. He causes discord in everything you're doing because he doesn't want what God has for us to prevail. But little does he know he's already lost. That's so all we have to yep. do is just see there through it and, um, and make and the, the decisions. And the, and the only victory that we give him is a choice that we make to allow him to win. Right. Choice. And, and that's, that's a good point because oftentimes we blame the enemy for things that we gave him the opportunity to do. A- absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So we, we slap ourselves in the it, face. So, you know, when you, when you summer there's with the time that we have left, I'm going to try to summarize a little bit and then lead into that last kind of points mm-hmm. that, that, uh, Reverend Randolph left with us that we'll talk about in, in finishing up. We, 
everything that we just said has to do with regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your name, regardless of all of those things that make you you, there comes a point where you have to make a decision about how you're going to live your life. You're going to have to make a choice about the way that you're going to live your life. Are you going to live it according to the world standards and expectations for you? You're going to live into past or who told, you know, what other people say you are, are you going to be and all of the things, or are you going to lock in and trust the word of God and trust God's plan for your life. And that's a choice that you make. And that choice is a hard choice. And you're going to have to be tough and resilient in the middle of those choices. But you can't say the devil made me do it because he can't make you do it. Right. You, you're going to make a choice about how you're going to live your life. Are you going to live a life holy like Jesus? Or are you going to live according to, to the flesh? And so in making that decision, um, you know, we, we heard the word that was provided for us yesterday, and then she went ahead and just laid it out. Like, mm-hmm. this word that God has just given us, like, what are we going to do with it? Is it going to land on soil uh, where bye, you bye. go, hey, what a good word, but then you do nothing about it to change? <laughs> are you going to be that type of soil? Because Jacob wasn't that type of soil. Mm-mm. Because he what landed on him he applied it to his life and said, no, I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to push through and there's going to be change. And God allowed that change to happen. Or are you going to be where you have so much chaos and you've made decisions in your life where there's so much going on that you can't receive that good word. And so you, you, maybe you heard it, but you didn't really hear it. Hmm. You may have been, you may have been listening, but you didn't hear it. Right. And are you going to be that type of soil where hey, it just, it was just, I just attended. I checked the box, but I didn't get nothing out of that. Or are you going to be someone to say, listen, I heard it, and it had, it sunk deep into, into my heart and my soul, and what am I going to make a decision about in order to change, to adjust? And I just, what, what kind of seed has fallen on you today, and then what kind of soil are you going to be? Uh, you're all's response to that. Um, definitely that... Um there are stories in the Bible that have a more lessons than I thought they originally did. <laughs> I guess you could say, yeah. like I, I grew up, you know, going to private school and growing up in the church and I was taught all these things from the old Testament and the new Testament about all these stories and parables and various things that happened. But, but I was a young kid when I learned all of those. And now I'm, you know, as old as I am, I, I need to go back and, you know, reread and relearn and maybe learn something a little bit different than what I remember in order to be able to, grow and nurture that seed that I've been given from Reverend Randolph and, you know, just grow more in the faith that I've been given so amazingly by God. Yeah. Yeah. That's made my day. She was something else. Um, from what I took away from her very last few points, um, for me is that fear, fear can prevent you from doing a lot of things, Correct. fear Mm -hmm. and, and anxiety and worry can all prevent you from allowing what God has for you to take root and to grow. Um, fear can definitely paralyze you. It can, it can, it can, it can make you lie. It can promote lies with the, around you. It, it can keep you from growing. Um, it can create tons of confusion and anxiety. But faith is living in confidence in what we hope for. 
and assurance about what we do not see. So in other words, I just rely, I just, I sit on a scripture that I haven't seen and ears haven't heard all that God has in store for me. And it hasn't even entered into the heart of man, what the Lord is going to show, not only me, but the people that's going to watch me. So I just have to have faith in, in the things that I know that God is going to provide for me. And I have to make sure that I'm in a place where everything that I'm, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm planting is going to be planted on good ground so that when it does grow, I not only reap for it, but I not only reap from it, but everybody else does. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be cautious of what I do the next few, the next few days. Days, right? Even in this, series, this, this season that I'm in, I reap what I sow. So what are you sowing? Because you don't want to reap things that's, you know, and everything that we sow is by what we, by what we do. Um, so if I'm sowing, you know, and, and anxiety and I'm, and I'm always in a state of worry, that's exactly what I'm going to reap. Mm -hmm. um, so I have to be very conscious of what I'm sowing. So moving forward, I want to sow um, healthiness and sow dedication and commitment to the Lord so that in harvest season, I'll be able to reap all those things and some. Yes. And the Lord's going to bless all that is good. And he's going to he's going to double that to the to the second so that not it not only blesses you and your and your and your harvest is plentiful, but it's going to bless others that you involved in. So mm -hmm. I was just, I was blessed tremendously. She was phenomenal. Wish she was to go. To take the end and connect it to the beginning. So it's a whole wraparound. Um, so just like, uh, there's, I'm seriously so impacted. I'm so like, I'm one, I'm very speechless because it's a blessing to hear my brother in faith to go on and want to read the word. I literally was about to cry. I was like, yes, Logan, read the, read the Bible again. I love that. Um, I'm just, now I'm kind of choked up, but, um, You're welcome. yeah, <laughs> I'm like, Ooh. um, but just to go back and just like, I, I'm a history major and all my life I've studied these, these iconic human beings who have taken the call that could only have been given to them by, by our Lord and savior yeah. to take action and to persevere through the hardest of times. Me and Tracy literally just watched this show, yeah. Woman of the Movement, and I bawled my eyes out because how can you let these horrible things happen to your child, mm. uh, like Martin Luther King, happen to your life, um, and uh, like Carter B. Woodson, and yeah. happen to your family, and, and yeah. continually to be beat on and, and horrified, like mm -hmm. your life, like, and just, and be called on to do more with your life, to be right. called on to make history, to make a moment, to be impactful. Um, so, and if you're, if you can't take, not only should you take from the word, but you should take what God has called on other people mm -hmm. to sow that into your life. If you, if this is what God has modeled for you, not only in his word, but in his children, yeah. take it yeah. and learn from it because it's, you're never going to learn from those ideas or you're never going to grasp it unless you, you finally just accept that for yourself. Like that's going, that is your is your calling in yeah. life is to make those choices that God is leading you to make, even mm -hmm. when they're difficult, mm -hmm. even when they, you don't want to do them. Like, when you don't wanna I, do I doubt, I, I doubt Martin Luther King was like, you know what? I, I bet he, at, at some point he probably was like, I don't know if we can do this again. Right. Cause my, my house keeps getting bombed and my right. children's life are at stake yeah. at this point. But it's like, do you think that stopped him? He knew God is telling him there is more for you to do. There Thank is more you, for you to serve in that moment. And then, it's like after that interview, March on Washington. So, How about that? Yep. so it's like, and his that choice he made to keep going even after the the tragedies in his life is what has made my life and mm -hmm. so many other African Americans' lives and any any minority, any human being's life so much better. Right. So, if, yep. and right. and you never know that before. You would never. And you would have never guessed that just like with Jacob, you would never have guessed from the beginning of his life that he was going to make the impact on the human race right. and Christians and the Israelites like he did. So it's the point of 
are you going to take what God's telling you and just put him on soil and then let it die? Right. Or are you going to take what he's saying to you and use it to use what he's telling you to do as your calling? He right. is telling you to be more, to make your mark as he's telling you to do, yeah. as he's created for you, as he's mapped out for you, as he's marked for you. Are you, are you going to call up to that or are you going to let it die on your soil? Come on, Evangelist. I was like, I was like that's some impactful oh, insight right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Glory to God. <laughs> Watch, Watch the chapel it. service. <laughs> thank I, I want to thank all of you uh, for, for sharing um, you, in, in this Riley. podcast and allowing God to thank you, uh, use you and sharing your heart and your response to this. Um, you know, something that you just said before we pray is Jacob impacted history. Yes. And God's plan for Jacob was to be this and this and this, but he had a choice. And because of that choice at that time, because of a decision that he made to say, I, I, I am going to be, uh, resilient in this in this moment i'm i'm going to sh i'm going to choose faith over fear in this situation well, the impact i mean we're sitting here today as a part of that and uh our our decisions matter our decisions matter every day to someone and uh, god has a plan and purpose for each one of you those of you who are listening uh i don't know where where you where you are uh in your world view how you feel about jesus how who jesus is to you i don't i don't know your circumstances or background but i do know this that god has a plan and a purpose for your life he loved you so much he was willing to send jesus to die on a cross for you and regardless of what your name and your background and your history is is like he can give you a new name and you can be a new creation in Christ if you would just put your faith and your trust in 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 the person of Jesus Christ and uh, if if you would like to connect to us for any questions or any anything that you have a need around you are more than welcome to reach out to us uh, at campus ministries at Kentucky Wesleyan College I know that Reverend Randolph would be more than willing to to uh, be able to connect with you and share with her. We hope that you will go and, and listen or watch the the video or the, um, the recording of the chapel service. And we thank you for, for joining us today. And I'm going to, I'm going to pray a prayer and then I'm going to let uh, our amen be our amen and it'll be our ending. And we hope that you will join us again soon. Uh, God bless you and your family and, and join, let's just uh, join our hearts together in a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for this day that you have blessed us with God. We thank you for the very breath of life. God, we know that your word is truth. It can be trusted. God, you are faithful and just. Your mercies and, and grace are new and fresh every single morning. And Father, we thank you for for the story of Jacob. We thank you for the witness of and and the and the leaders that have gone before us. We thank you for the efforts of of Dr. King and Reverend Randolph and of Wish Reed and and just on and on of the people that you're at work in their lives, God trying to make a difference in the lives of others so that you can be glorified and others will be brought to you that and so that they can be given a new name god we thank you for a new name we thank you for all that you have done for us we thank you for love and forgiveness and for grace and for mercy for hope 
uh, in the middle of desperation. God, I pray for a spirit of, of peace, for the mind of Christ, for those who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, we pray for their salvation. God, we pray for those who are still trying to figure out who you are. God, you they may not believe in you, but you believe in them. And God, we pray that the decisions that we make about how we live our lives, that, that uh, we will choose well, that we will choose wisely, and we will choose, God, according to the leading of your Holy Spirit and, and standing on the foundation that is your Holy Word. God, thank you for the opportunity to be able to part of be a part of what you're at work doing here on this campus and within our community. And God, we just thank you and give you praise for all that you are because you are worthy to be praised. And so God, thank you for these young men and women who are investing in this ministry. And God, we, uh, we give you all praise in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen.